We could. It's kind of interesting. It was just like, you know, I think we were all cranky. You can't say we had an argument and then just <laughs> I know, it's true. It's just like, uh, you know, we're sort of very familial when we get into stuff and we know each other really well and we push our buttons, but it was just over a stupid, silly thing. It was, got which, which was? <laughs> I'll say what it was. Roddy was playing um, keyboards and there was, he was playing with a specific sound patch and I suggested uh, something beefier, and he f- found a sound patch that we all liked. And so he so said, far, so good. Yeah. yeah. And he said, it's called Bright Saw or something, right? Bright Saw, Bright Saw. is, the, Bright Saw yeah. is the name of the patch on yeah. the keyboard. And I said, what, num- what number is it? And he said that because often we have these really great sounds and move on, and then when we get back to the song, we forget what it is, what the patch number or sound was. Yeah, so that that was my thinking in my head. And Roddy was just like, I got it handled, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And I got my feelings hurt and said, you know, and I made a thing out of it, I guess. I should have just said, okay, you know, but... I kind of pushed it a little, and then... You felt like he was micromanaging you at the yeah. time? Yeah, I felt micromanaged, but, um, mm-hmm. I mean, Bright Saw, I knew I would remember. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, need to remember 44, but it was just, you know, a silly thing. How much are you actually, like, working out the songs at this point? <laughs> and it sounds like you all just got off a plane, and you're really kind of doing the You know, we played work. our we played our first show last week in Denver. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. We've, yeah, Tuesday. We haven't played in, like, um, a couple of years. We wrote a record and recorded a record, but we haven't played live in a couple of years. Transforming what we recorded to a live sort of, like, format. Is a little tricky. It's happening right now, still, you know. So this we're, was we're this doing was for finishing touches. One of the new songs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we're playing tomorrow, so we're practicing for that. And so how did that first show back go? It was fun. It was it was a record store in Denver. Luckily, mm-hmm. these three came to Denver to practice the new songs because we have several upcoming shows, mm-hmm. and we played a record store there, Twist and Shout, one mm-hmm. of the few amazing, like great record yeah. stores, and it was it was great. We had a few. It was a little bit iffy here and there for us, but you know, when I listened back to it this morning, I finally listened back to it, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's not that bad because we we were so much harder on <laughs> so ourselves. That, so that's where the bar is on the. Uh, the first couple shows back is it's not that bad. No, it's always the case though. We always yeah. like this happens at every band. Yeah. Ask any band mm-hmm. if you tell people it was a bad show. Yeah, you know, then it was. I mean, they, they'll know, but no one knows it was a bad show in Everyone everybody's was, eyes. Like even Lynn's husband was like, "That was so great. You guys are so great." Everyone amazing. we talked to was so tracks. good, so great. We're the only ones that know it was kind of. Well, especially with the new songs, because they're new songs and people have never even heard them before. But of course, we know if we mess up, but you know. Or there are, there are the people who want to feel like they're kind of in the band and they'll be a little too honest, you know, and they'll be like, that song was a little slow or, you know, I couldn't hear your vocal. And I, I noticed she made a mistake and that's, and it's like, really? Like, nobody said that in our first show, right? Yeah. 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 And also we're hard on ourselves. We'll be fabulous tomorrow. We were great today. We were amazing in that room today. Until I can. <laughs> I suspect people are willing to give you the benefit of the doubt, too, when it's been a little while. No, Not really. No. We no. don't ever take advantage of benefits of the doubt. We have to trust ourselves. We can't trust mm-hmm. people to accept us 
if we're not fabulous, right? I mean, we got to be good. This is a practice after having done a show back, and I assume after having practice prior to that show yes. back. What was that? What was that first practice back? What was that like after you know a few years of having played live together? Our first practice was super wobbly, but it just takes a while. Like yeah. we know each other really well. We've been doing what we do with each other for a super long time. That first the back practice was on Sunday, like two weeks ago. <laughs> it's not yeah. like it was like oh we've been yeah. you know we live really far away from each other. Yeah, but something that we something that we do is we practice on when we're going to be playing shows. We'll all practice mm-hmm. on our own. So we don't just come there cold, not knowing anything. You know, we're all re-familiarized with ourselves with the songs. And we're pretty good when we yeah. finally get in the room together. We're not horrible, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, it's a little wobbly, sure. naturally. It was super wobbly, though, when we started. But it's really mm-hmm. funny how quickly it changed. It got really good really fast. Yeah. Does the old stuff come pretty quickly? Old yes. stuff yes. is easy. Yeah. yeah. Super yeah. easy. The stuff, I, I remember the, the songs that I struggled with, uh, the lyrics last time, like mm-hmm. on the last album. I know, all of a sudden I know the lyrics perfectly. <laughs> and I don't know why that happens, you know, but it just. Well, there's just, we've played a, a lot of times. It gets in your bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Muscle memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a, a benefit for. It, you know, being on different sides of the country of not necessarily like living in the same city. Nope. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering because, like, yeah. you know, like I assume, like you know, back in the beginning when everybody was like jammed in a van together, that's a pretty easy way to drive each other crazy. I think that of a benefit. I could think of a benefit. I, you know, people having different experiences, mm-hmm. their unique experiences, and then coming together and collaborating, it just gives you more to to. To use, you know, yeah, in the, in the music, from. but that's kind of the only benefit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But even when we were playing three times a week, I wouldn't say we ever really got annoyed with each other. Yeah. I mean, people always paint us as like, oh, we're just such good friends. But we're, I mean, yeah, we're friends, but we go through real stuff sure. and dark times and good times and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's, we are like, a, as Roddy already said, we're very familial, so. Does having a break from each other, has that helped the longevity of the band? I don't really think so, honestly. I think it's only been a hindrance. Like, it's a drag that we live so far apart from yeah. each other. And, you know, we haven't made a record and like, it's been almost seven years since we made a record. Had we all lived together and lived in the same city, we would have made a record in two years or something. Mm-hmm. It's just super hard, like the logistics of getting together, writing songs, learning the songs, recording. It takes a really long time. And being in different cities is not ideal. But it's where we're at. Is there an anticipation after every record that there's going to be another record? I mean, is, are, are you expecting to continue doing this for as long as you can? We don't necessarily. Yeah. We don't yeah. talk about it, but yeah, yeah we don't have. Like... It seems inevitable. Like, we like yeah. to do what we do. And we like to hang out and we like to write music together. And it seems inevitable we would continue. But we don't have doing... a plan. You know, we don't think, oh, for the next. We're not there yet. Not that sure. we won't get there, but we're not already there. You know, we're still dealing with what we've just produced also it seems like when those interpersonal sort of problems arise it's usually when we're not together and when we are together we tend to you know we have things like the argument the flare-ups but it's almost like the more we time we spend to each other we know where each other are 
are, you know? And so also just like we anything. We get along better. You get misconstrued on a text. <laughs> like yeah. somebody's joking sure. and somebody reads it the wrong way. And that's when it can get a little bit weird. And it's not meant to be. It would never get weird if we were on the same TV. Right. I just remember when you came to Denver, we got in a fight. <laughs> we and you got in an argument, remember? We're not going to talk about it, but. No. Joan, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never gotten in a fight with anybody. With Will. <laughs> yeah. the, the machine you don't, you don't want to elaborate it at all? Let's I, leave him hanging. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that well. I just, I just, that's how quickly we forget yeah. that I just remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that you're apart from each other, you can kind of, you can, you can forget those things. It's yeah. Easy. And then like, and then you see each other, then you're all in a room and everything is just, is, is great again. You know, you're, you're kind of back to, to where you were the last time you saw each other. What has to come together in order for you to start putting that next record together? It's usually we just kind of like, uh, honestly, it sounds corny, but I think we miss like doing what we do. Mm-hmm. I, I really like doing what we do. It's a little daunting to think about the process. Like, oh, we'll make another record. Like, everything that has to go into making a record is really, like, it's a lot. So it's a daunting process to think about, but it's like, I don't know, it's a crazy, just creative kind of friendship force, honestly, for me. What gets the ball rolling on that, though? Different people. Like, Will was really pushy this last time around and really got a lot of stuff going on, like... I don't know. It's hard. Everyone has crazy lives. Usually it's like people, we take turns sort of pushing each other. Sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's another. But I think, Will, this last time was really, you were good at like pushing things forward. Like, come on, let's go. I'm going to get a flight. I'm going to go to Denver and hang out with Lim. We're going to write some stuff. Then I'll come to New York. It just takes like, everyone's super busy, but it usually takes one person to sort of like push us and make someone buy a plane ticket really here's the thing so the songwriting at least has to happen in person and the collaboration does early on most of the song ideas come together with two or three mm-hmm. people yeah i mean on this album there was this se- uh session that roddy and i had uh where there were some song ideas and then I, there was a session with uh, Lynn and I, and then Lynn Joan and I had had a couple, and one in LA, really, with all of us. Yeah, there was one in LA mm-hmm. with all of us, and we just work on, you know, kind of expound on the ideas that we have, try to make songs out of them. Even I would even go to LA. I think I went to LA twice, and um, it is it's a real effort to make that happen. And then sometimes, you know in all these combinations of us things maybe something doesn't even work out but it was worth the effort if something even if you came up with nothing it was still worth the effort to sort of sift through which we would do if we were all together we'd work on an idea for some time and then realize it's not really going so it's we still have the same sort of chemistry and formula it's not a formula format i guess of writing a song together it just takes a lot longer (laughs) because of Geography. <laughs> mm-hmm. At what point is it clear that you know that it's actually time to get into the studio together? When we have enough songs, <laughs> <laughs> a lot's changed in everybody's lives. We already went through the process; was a bit different, and then the world around us has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of the thematic of the record. If we can go there, is now we are timeless, and it's yeah. sort of like the cover of the record is a is a, a iceberg that's melting, and it's sort of like. Uh, that was sort of a symbol for us, for me anyway, mm-hmm. thinking about it like us getting older, things decaying, where is our place in the world and sort of like, I mean, just where the world is at this point is like a really crazy, like kind of scary place, honestly. And the motivation 
kind of ties into where like us like making a record too was kind of like a crazy like it's almost like let's make a record because like kind of like i mean it's a weird thing to say but how long will we even be you know <laughs> a people or whatever it was sort of uh for me it's like a it's a it's such a crazy time right now and it's so sure. like it's so emotionally driven in a lot of ways i think that sort of like pushed us in areas we hadn't gone before there's a like a real scramble in the world for it's, a, me. it's an existential record in a sense uh i don't really know i don't know what that would mean in this sense but like it's just in it, the sense it, of it being like yeah there's there seems to be a bit, bit of dread in the way you're describing yeah it. yeah there's a bit yeah. of dread i mean i think we write like just impulsively like we create songs that are joyous mm -hmm. and have a tone of sort of like poppiness we've always sort of done that but this time around like i don't know there were some really dark times for all of us this time going into the recording process and just the theme of the record and what we ended up with to me sort of like is a real reference to those times and it's kind of like uh in terms of the cover of the mm -hmm. album it's it's kind of like a monumental task to make an album you know a full album and then uh it's it kind of serves as a monument uh you know to our to us like of creativity and uh but that you know and then there's that whole concept of a monument that is kind of going away mm -hmm. you know or there seems to be a lot of energy that's fixed and then it's gone you know in in what's happening now with technology and we just uh are interested in that and kind of want to reflect that but also bringing like fun and it wasn't so much either that i mean this has sort of come to pass like how we can explain the record it, yeah. we didn't set out to make a record about mm -hmm. what we just sure stated. and the, the iceberg wasn't right. there i suspect until yeah the, the, you actually started doing the album art right right or, or was there, no, was there, right. there was yeah. an image of an iceberg sort of, hovering okay, around. Done, this is what yeah. we've done. And then all of our stories individually and collectively. And then how do we present this to mm -hmm. the world? When you go back and look, there's a clear theme of that. There, of, there seemed to be thematics, you know, yeah. that when we, when we reflected on it, there seemed to be these thematics that were prevalent and we just kind of, you yeah. know, harnessed them and then created the, visuals around that and is it a political record in some ways yeah it does feel political like i mean what are the climate that we're in right now i mean i think it's sort of a poetically political record like nothing is uh intentionally referenced but it's you know political as far as like where we are in the world and what yeah. our roles are and how sort of temporary we are right now and where the world is headed in that way yeah it's super political it's sort of more Direct question is like, how much is, of this is directly related to Trump being president right now? Different people will give you different answers. For me, that was like a big part of like yeah. the past crisis of the past, you know, five years in our country and our world and certainly set a tone on, you know, where artists go and what artists do and what they're capable of and motivations and artistic directions. For me, yeah, for sure, that's part of it. Yeah, that I mean, because we're all affected by it. Yeah, but I, I you, again, you were shaking I, your head. When I asked. Well, it's just like I don't want to bring him into my yeah. world at all. I don't yeah. want to hear his name when referencing our band. I think he is a big part of it, but we're all part of this world too. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let. I don't, I don't think any of us will. I mean, we, you know, we we stand together, and um, 
again, it's not our intent. It's not our sure. intent to go out and say, oh yeah, we're going to make, it's just, it just is a reflection of our lives. <clears throat> and so, yeah, for me, it's very, um, I mean, it's just like even to put that word in our, in, on out here is just like, whoa. Yeah. So. In that sense, we almost have a more new agey approach yeah. to it. Like mm-hmm. we have an awareness uh, and it comes into what we do. We, I follow politics, you know, and we all do. You kind of, you kind of can't not these days. I mean, you, right. You can't walk you around. You can't and, not, but a yeah. lot of people don't. Off. Sure. But it, yeah. but it, but it like <laughs> in a way that, in yeah. a way that, Bush or anybody else that you know I've yeah. been alive for, you could kind of avoid, but it just sort of like seeps into your your life and your being right now. I know, but I feel like at the same time, a lot of people are kind of checked out of it, you know, because yeah. they're just they have they're, to be or they're numb to you, you can't live with that twenty four seven, you know, in your consciousness, or it'll drive you nuts. It seems like, but yeah, we we like to. Um, you know, have that intrinsic awareness and then um, bring it into uh, what we do, but in a more, you know, in a more creative, loving sense. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not not a reaction, you know, so much as... Yeah. Or it's not a another, protest song. Or, or, right. yeah. yeah. Like, we're going to present something that we want to present and we're not reacting to you, you know? We're giving you what we have is it catharsis in that sense yeah you're using the songs to sort of work through what's going on absolutely yeah ideally that's our exercise i think that's any artistic exercise or should be i don't know it's a big process of what we do getting us through where we are now to where we want to be through music that we make you seem to allude to the idea that uh the sort of the iceberg that the the, the the temporariness is also part of like of you as a band is that is that right of you know just sort of the notion that this isn't something that can necessarily last forever for sure that came up i mean we're also like we're older people you know and uh that for sure comes up like yeah it's, it's up, for, up for interpretation too yeah up i mean for interpretation. we're not super literal and um <laughs> yeah why you know, now yeah <laughs> it's like uh there's it's that's what's kind of cool about it, is it can mean a few different things like yeah it can go there or like even our name imperial teen people go well, you're not a teenager i'm like yeah it's not it's you don't get it I <laughs> dig mean, a like, little are deeper we, dumb are dumb. we are we timeless now we are timeless oh are you talking it's you know it's not so literal it's just kind of different um it's just artistic license and and ideas and coming at things from different angles we're serious people but we don't take ourselves so seriously yeah there's a sense of absurdity to it you know like calling ourselves timeless <laughs> is ridiculous but is it but is it uh, now we Joan Lynn, Will and Roddy are timeless or is it we? Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Is time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you think icebergs are going to be there forever. Well, guess what? They're melting. You yeah. know, it's just like everything is impermanent and certain world leaders are temporary too. <laughs> but unfortunately, Pandora's box has been opened and it's un- released a whole bunch of ugliness into the world that is not just limited to one person. So that's right. where I get bugged out is just like the things that are okay somehow or that people can say or, or act like is unacceptable to me. So, I mean, to most people I know anyway. Yeah, shockingly, it's, it's shocking, endemic. Shockingly, it's acceptable to some. But. And it's happening everywhere. You know, this kind of other, there's xenophobia and the otherness that people have, you know, 
have a sensation of or the nationalism and cycles yeah it's crazy it's disturbing if you are taking the iceberg a little bit more literally from the standpoint of climate change clearly the current situation isn't helping that but that's something that that predated this and and it and it's a sign i think that what's happening right now is a, a symptom of things that have been undercurrents that have been flowing for you know long before the current administration. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In some ways, you know, things have, have gotten better. I mean, you know, I was reading, you know, any, any reviews of early records and it was, you know, how, how you know, bold it was to be out and, and gay and singing about that. And that's like less of a conversation now, right? I mean, it's it's less it's less bold now. In some ways, like we have made some some strides as a society. Uh-huh, yeah that's it's it's not the one thing that people talk about you know every time they 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 talk about the band in the way that they that they would in like you know 1996 or i can even back it up even further lynn and i were in a band as teenagers an all-girl band right there all girl mm-hmm. it was a thing like oh girls playing instruments that's not a thing at all anymore there's so many women in bands that it's not even a, a talking point anymore like oh there's girls in the band nobody talks about that oh there's yeah. gay people in the band it's is moving forward as far as like different types of people than than like you know just a dude band or something so i think that's kind of interesting so does that make you hopeful then i mean you know that that this too shall pass or again or is it is it kind of a little more gloom and doom when you look at the long run well, it's hard to say. I mean, they both seem to be happening simultaneously, yeah. but like just as strong as one another. The, you know, kind of more accepting side of things and the more let's go backwards mm-hmm. side of things. They, you know, it's they're coming it they seem to be clashing really it's strongly. Almost a backlash. Yeah. I'm optimistic. I'm always optimistic that uh-huh. What I consider good will triumph. <laughs> yeah, there's huge strides that have been made, like in yeah. regards to like a special, like especially gay people and yeah. culture, and mm-hmm. so amazing. But honestly, you know, it's like sort of like LGBT. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I don't know. It was a super exciting time when we were younger and we had to prove ourselves and we had a fight. You know, I miss that, honestly. Like, I mean, that I was glad I'm happy to have been part of that yeah. in my past and sort of like a struggle. It was really invigorating to like have to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. in a way. When you first went out there, did it feel like you were making a statement by just making those records? Yeah, it was a definite statement. And people were taken aback and people talked about like uh, lyrics that we wrote that were sort of like had queer ethics to yeah. them or, you know, like it, it came up. You know, a lot. And that's a great place to be. To create something that's shocking and it's sort of like breaking down barriers and like, you know, changing things. It felt like a good place to be. It's hard these days, it feels like, to sort of make those strides and make big, bold statements mm-hmm. that, you know, would shock people or change the way that people think. Like, it's weird to kind of be nostalgic about that, though, right? To be nostalgic about having to fight. Yeah. I mean, it's not right. You know, I, <laughs> I know. Like, I, we should totally yeah. just across the board be appreciative that, like, things yeah. are moving in the direction that they're moving. But honestly, yeah, there is a nostalgia for, like, a time when, like, we really had to fight for, like, who we were. But that said... People still definitely have to you have a lot of adversity, like uh you know trans people, people of color uh 
you know, gay people, women, all, you know, everybody trying to be them, be who they are. And they, there's a lot of adversity. It's not like, it's easier maybe, you know, than it was, but it's not easy. The problem of like preaching to, to the choir, are there messages that you think are still vital that you can kind of put on record that can get through to people in the same way? I think honestly, there's like a, uh, just us as who we are. Like, you know, I'm 56 years old. We're all like older people and yeah. we do what we do and we're creating music and sort of like continuing on. That's to me a bold statement. Yeah. Do you think I'm the baby? <laughs> <laughs> still the kid. We are seeing a lot of like much older people playing rock music, you know, that, that are still out there. Is, is there still a, a fair amount of ageism, you know, when it comes to you guys getting out there and, and playing music? I don't know. I can think of a few jokes right now <laughs> that we've had to deal with. Um, I think something I think about sometimes, but also it's just it's just what we do. We're just, it's just yeah. we are just who we are, and we're everybody. We're just living our lives, and we're not so we try not to get so hung up on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't um, find that it comes up that much mm-hmm. with us, right? Uh, ageism. Do you guys? We'll find out. Yeah. We're just starting this sure. tour. You know, you don't know. We, have a, we, we haven't done a lot of press in the last seven years, so we'll see. So right. far, so good. Oh, but. There, I mean, there, there are certain, like, pragmatic concerns from the standpoint of, like, once you get past a certain age, you have, you know, you have families, you know, some people some people have kids. Obviously, like, you live on different sides of the country, and then and maybe it's just not as easy to get in a van and do a, a 300 date tour as it w- would have been 20 years ago. Well, that is yeah. a fact. Yeah. yeah. We haven't done that in years. I don't know. Maybe our next record will be about <laughs> aging. <laughs> Just kidding. So what, what is... No, a live record from the, from the home. <laughs> a live record from... From what home? Well... The, the we, don't, home, we don't know where we're going to. We don't yeah. know where we'll be. The home, Florida. Yeah. Shady Acres, <laughs> live from Shady Acres. <laughs> the home for home for retired indie rock stars. Yeah. <laughs> There's super groups all around us. Yeah. How much of a transition was it when you made the jump from you know obviously kind of like the heady days of being on a major label to to moving over over to merge? Did that feel like a, a big difference? Yeah. Yes and no. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a long. It was like yeah. The, the major label thing that we've just kind of got tied into because I don't know for some we had connections to Warner Brothers and so it was just like somehow we got putting out a record on the a major label but it was more a headache than anything yeah it was just like I don't know it was well, just once we got they, with Merge it didn't it feel just so much like oh this is this is so much better like, yeah because is, they you know Mac and Laura and, yeah. started you know they're yes. musicians Super so chunk, they sure. get it from the point of view of a musician. You know, so it's, it, I think that, 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 uh, makes it just the whole process more relatable. But we were pretty lucky even when we were on a major label because we weren't, we had a lot of our own artistic freedom and mm. we weren't told what to do. Nobody yeah. was telling us what to do. We like made a little demo tape on a cassette and they're like, yeah, we'll put it out. I mean, that was slash. I mean, they were into it and we got a lot of support from them. But yeah, they were the, cool Ultimately, too. when we switched to London Records, this is really giving you the whole, it was a, a lot of tricky, weird distribution, boring record company yeah. stuff. And then yeah. Merge was just like a breath of fresh air. Like, they said with the musicians and smaller and again, the freedom, they respect us. And we're like, we pop up, you know, after 
a few years of not being around and say, we uh, want to put out a record. And they're like, great. We can't wait to hear it. I mean, there's no like, hmm, let's think about, should we put out an Imperial Teen record? They were just like gung-ho from the get-go. We're like, get us some music. Yeah, that. The people who are in those seats now that we work with, like all the merch people are all music fans, you know? And that makes a big difference. Yeah. I mean, that said, though, the people that we worked with at Slash uh, London, like on a day-to-day basis, like uh, Regina and some of the people at the label, they were real music fans and really cool. You know, it was more so the... Sure. Like the head of Polygram or, you know, that was problematic. The then people the, we never the actual met. people that yeah. Bob Biggs was, he was really into music. He started Slash and was really cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was a neat thing too, getting involved in a company that didn't want to spend a lot of money and to have those sort of rules in front of you, like in parameters, mm-hmm. like, no, you can spend this much money on a record much less than we had spent before, that was kind of refreshing in a weird way. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's all we really need to do. Uh We don't need to, like, spend a lot of money to do what we need to do. I get the feeling talking to a lot of of bands who were on major labels at the time that, you know, there was this kind of sense of flailing with the majors, you know. So it was like this would have been, like, soon enough after nirvana that they were kind of chasing that dragon and sort of you know if we're talking like mid to late 90s kind of also saw the writing on the wall at the same time so that would have been a really good time to get signed i i suspect right i mean they were really trying to figure out like how to capture you know magic in a bottle again right but then it all fell apart yeah Yeah. i mean i don't even know what record labels are exist anymore no idea i mean there are a few so, I mean, it sounds like it was it was your own choice to make the jump to, to merge at the time. Didn't we get dropped? Yeah. yeah. Did, we get <laughs> dropped? Did we get dropped? Yeah. The label fell apart. It was yeah, like, they fell apart. London Seagram's, Records isn't in, we in got the U.S. Dropped, anymore. And then they completely... They yeah, dropped Se- Seagram's everybody. Seagram's bought London, yeah. bought Polygram. We didn't even know what And then they imploded. And but we, they didn't yeah. specifically say, Imperial Team, we don't want to put records out by you. Did they? Is that what happened? I there was no, so. There was no more label. There I think there just wasn't a label. I think they just stopped putting out records. But this is... This is what's yeah. crazy to me, is, and, and this is well, but this is like how consequential things feel at the time, and uh-huh. then in hindsight, like you know, something like whether it was getting dropped or of your own volition probably uh-huh. felt huge at the time, right? I mean, that that's a big yes, you yeah. know that that that's that's one of those like like big life changes right there, right? And then now it's something that you guys have to try to backtrack and, and figure out what happened. It was yeah. so confusing. We were, we've been confused for like a yeah. year anyway. Yeah. Because our record, they made posters and it was, it was being reviewed and everything, getting it ready to come out. Uh-huh. And then like, oh, I'm sorry, we're going through contractual changes. We won't be able to put it, give it to the distributors for like three months. Right. And all the reviews were out, the posters were made and we were having record release parties and the record wasn't going to be out for like months. So yeah. it was just sort of like a series of events like that. And so by the time, it did implode. We didn't really know what was going on except through the few people that we knew like what became buddies with. So, yeah, but it's true. I remember the time I was like, okay. I felt very hopeful because a lot of majors were kind of going down and people were selling stuff out of the trunks of their cars and stuff like that. So I felt like, and we knew a lot of labels, um, just our friends worked out or just around. That mm-hmm. we, I, I was pretty hopeful we would get signed, but it was great. Merch did pick us up yeah. quickly. It's a good match. You'd signed to the major that first time. It must have felt like you'd made it, right? I mean, like, this is this is it, right? Oh, We're... yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, but like Jim yeah. said, it was it was just off a demo that we just were doing as friends. Like I mean, not as friends. Just we we're just gonna start a band, and we were all young. But I was really young. I was like twenty two or three. Was that just a complete life changer at the time? That, yeah. that initial signing. Yeah, I w- I thought I was just gonna be really popular. Everybody, everybody, everybody <laughs> quit the quit the day jobs and just focused on the band full time. Practically, you know, yeah. we made a record. That record, Seasick. I mean, back yeah. in the day when we made it, we were super proud of it, and it felt like really strong, crazy, great pop song. And I've been making music for a long time. I mean, we all kind of been making music for a long time, and I think we had like, yeah, we had kind of high hopes. Well, also, I worked a job. I, I might have even worked for minimum wage at that time, but you can't. We were going for it, like as far as touring, like touring around the country a few times and going to Europe. And you can't hold down a job and say, Oh, you know what? I'm going to be gone for three weeks. I'm going to be, I'm back for a week and then I can do, I can do Tuesday and Thursday and then I got to go out for three weeks. You just can't hold your job. So I had to, it wasn't like I had these big stars in my eyes, like, Oh, I'm going to be a big rock star or something. I was just, saying, I'm doing this. I'm invested in mm-hmm. this. I'm going to go tour this. We're, I'm going to do what we're doing. We're doing this full throttle and I can't work Yeah, because I, I would come back and I'd get a temp job, like being a receptionist at a law firm or something. And my mom would be like, do you think they're going to keep you? Be like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it must become more fun when the pressure's off, right? When, when you are just sort of like doing, I mean, at this point you're you're doing it for yourselves, right? You're doing this yeah. because because you like each other uh-huh. and this is a thing that you want to do. I mean, it must just be a much more Absolutely, enjoyable experience yeah. than it for, was before. Personally, yeah. I think it's always, we've always done this for ourselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm not quite sure. What do you mean? As oh, I just, I just before? mean, you know, at one point it is, it is sort of a, a job or a career. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, yeah. everything does, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what you do, regardless of, even if it was your dream at, at a certain point, jobs become jobs at a certain point, like especially when you're on a major label and you're toying around. I mean, it does become a oh, bit of a hard. grind. Yeah, it's a grind. Yeah. You know, now you're at a point where you are just doing this, you know, you're not doing this because this is necessarily going to, you know, put put a roof over your head. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But it also has different stresses because we have very busy lives mm-hmm. personally. So, and we love to come together and do it, want to, but it's also a struggle to uh, keep the balls in the air and the plates spinning at home while we go and do this. Cause there's a lot of wheels in motion for all of us, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to do this other than just for <laughs> personal happiness. Yeah. You know, we do what we want to yeah. do because yeah. like we don't make any money. Yeah doing imperial team you know uh-huh. i mean straight up we lose money but we just love to do what we do and we love the music that we make i mean it sounds corny but like that's really honestly that's that's why we're still doing that's what we do yeah and i mean there but there is something to that before you know when i only did music i when i didn't have mm-hmm. another job it is a lot of pressure and a, you know, need to make money on from this show to pay your rent and stuff, you know, stuff like that. And it's it's a lot of pressure. It's scary, and it creates a lot of stress. At this point, you know, any money that we make is just like extra fun money. It's not anything significant, you know. So it's in that sense, it's less stressful for me because I'm not counting on it for my income you know kind of thing if if you could sum it up i mean what is it what is it that keeps you coming back money being off the table it's if it's a money loser you know what is it that 
just makes being, it clear that every seven years or so, like these pe- these guys, you know, we I love them so much, and we have I have the best times of my life with these guys, you know. I think that's what really is at the root of it, and then also just being it's it's really um, creatively fulfilling the things. I've been playing in a band since I was 16 years old, and mm. and it it absolutely you have. I mean, if I wasn't doing this, I couldn't imagine doing it with. I mean, I have. Yeah. But now that I'm here with this, these are the people I want to do it with, and I like. I have so much. It's fun. I like writing pop songs. I like being on stage. I like doing photo shoots. Mm. I love playing live. I love recording. I love creating together, and it's it's a great. It's a great. Such a great opportunity that we have. There you go. That was all of Imperial Team. Thanks to them for crowding around a microphone to do that. Their new record, Now We Are Timeless, is out now on Merge. Thanks to our buddy Caroline for helping us set up that conversation. Thanks to you, the listener, as always, for listening to the program. If you like the show, there are a number of ways to support us. You can rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you happen to find this podcast. Like us on Facebook. Recommend us to a friend. If you have any feedback, it's rwellcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. That's rwellcast.tumblr.com. That's the first and best place to get all of your RIYL-related information. And that's about all we got for this week, so stick around because we're going to be back just about this time next week with another episode of RIYL.